With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Single Mom Podcast, episode 63. It is almost a new year. How do you close out the previous year and welcome in the new one? In today's episode, I discuss the various different rituals and routines that I use to bring an end to the previous year and welcome in the new year in a new, more positive and productive way. This podcast is a proud member of Parents on Demand, a network of high-quality shows for families just like yours. Download our free network app on Apple and Android and listen to your favorite episodes on the go. This is the Single Mom Success Podcast. Our mission is to help single moms find advice, support, ideas, and hopefully some humor along the way to help them navigate through this crazy single parenting gig and build the most amazing lives for themselves and their children. Please be sure to stop by thesinglemomblog.com for more great articles, free downloads, giveaways, and more. Now, let's dive in. Hey there, and welcome to this episode of the Single Mom Podcast. I am so glad that you are here. And if you are new to the podcast, welcome, welcome. I'm so happy that you have joined me today. So today's podcast is the last one of 2018. And holy crap, I don't know if you're like me, but this year has been exhausting. Like... (laughs) It's been a really, really exhausting year, and I don't know if it's because of the political climate and a lot of the stuff going on in the country, uh, but it just seems like this year, like, wrung me out. I, I, It's so hard to explain. Like, just, it's been emotionally and physically just draining. Um, there's been a ton of really, really amazing stuff that's happened, but it seems to, from me, from my perspective, have been just completely overshadowed with all of the, the negative crap, right? And and regardless of what side of the political spectrum you're on or, you know, whether you like or don't like the president or, you know, what, you know, you feel about various different things that have gone on in the country and in your local communities and things like that, um, it just really seems like it's been really extra divisive, right? And And I don't know if that, you know, I have my own personal beliefs on that, but it just feels like it's always been that way to an extent. I mean, we've always had the, you know, Republicans versus the Democrats and the conservatives versus the libs and like all of that. But it just seems like it's gotten worse, sort of like it's been building and building and building. And we reached the pinnacle this year, at least, God, I hope it's a pinnacle because next year can't, I can't, I can't do it again. (laughs) I just can't. So um, that kind of brought to mind, the the idea for this podcast and um, the thought process and, and any processes that you have for closing out the year. So I personally have 
um, various different things that I do when the year comes to the end and end, and I want to close it out and sort of start with a really good plan for the the new year, um, some goals for the new year because I don't do resolutions, um, and I think that. Uh, I've done a podcast in the past about um, setting goals instead of resolutions. If you get a chance, take a listen to that um, before or somewhere early in the new year. Um, I discuss how, you know, resolutions typically don't work, right? You, you, you sort of, the, they always have in my mind this negative connotation of, yeah, they're a great idea, but because of the fact that we label them resolutions, it's almost immediately in your brain somewhere that you're going to break them. Right. Like it's just that's just where it is, because that's the first thing you think of um, almost automatically when someone says, oh, yeah, I have all these New Year's resolutions. And you sit there and you go, oh, yeah, I wonder how long that's going to last. Okay, Debbie. Yep. In about a month, you're going to be pounding another cake, you know, or whatever. So um, (laughs) but in in reality, it's sort of how our brains are are programmed. There's sort of a negative now connotation around it. and so instead of setting resolutions or creating resolutions, I talk about setting goals. And it's just a different mindset. Um, it's still the same principle. I mean, there's still the same, this is what I would like to accomplish, but it's it doesn't have that resolution tag to it. So I highly recommend that you listen to it because it's it's helped me a ton. I, I've, I haven't set resolutions for a very long time. Um, and, you know, sometimes I meet the goals I set, sometimes I don't. It just kind of depends on how my year goes and, you know, where where I'm at and, you know, what those goals were. Sometimes they're a little too audacious. <laughs> sometimes I set these really, really crazy goals for myself and I get, you know, a certain part of the way towards them, but I don't completely, you know, accomplish them. But it's still good to have them and make progress. It just gives you that feeling of progress instead of, oh, I screwed up. I, I broke my resolution. And the second you break your resolution, you stop. Like, you you know, but with goals, you set a goal and you attempt to meet it. And you may not have met that goal, but you make progress towards it. And so you don't just quit because you didn't quite meet that goal. Then the next time you sit and you go, okay, um, when I set this goal, maybe I need to make this change or maybe I need to make it a little less audacious and, and, you know, give myself a little bit of leeway, (laughs) you know, or whatever the case may be. Um, You know, so if you're like, oh, I was going to, you know, eat healthy six days out of the week, but I only ate five. And so I already broke my resolution. So screw it. Right. So it's just that mentality. It's a shift. You look at it differently. Um, So, yeah, if you get a chance, listen to that. But um, so, again, that's part of my process for closing out the year and and sort of welcoming in the new year. So um, I thought I'd share some of what I do with you. And I would love to hear if you have any, uh, you know, routines or rituals or anything that you do when it comes to the new year. So. Uh, one of the first things that I do is I, uh, like I just talked about, I, I sit down and I do some goal setting. I start thinking about what my, you know, very, you know, BHAG, what they call BHAG, big, audacious, hairy goals, um, or uh, big, something, audacious, hairy, hairy, audacious goals. I can't remember it off the top of my head now for some reason. Sorry. Uh, but <laughs> it's basically this, just these very, very, grand ideas of what you would love to do. Like, I would love to buy a half a million dollar house, which, you know, actually nowadays, (laughs) it's not quite as grand as it used to be. But um, I'd like to 
to buy a bigger house or I want to buy a brand new car or I want to go on a trip around the world, right? Sort of this grand idea. So I have those that are just these big, 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 big goals and that I would love to accomplish. Now, it may not be something that I accomplish within this year. Maybe it's something that I accomplish within the next two years, right? Uh, But then I take those big goals and I start thinking about, okay, what do I need to do to make those goals happen? And I start thinking about the steps and the plan and the process of what would need to happen for me to to take care of those. So for example, uh, if, if your goal is to buy a house, okay, so I want to buy this grand house. I want to be able to spend, you know, half a million dollars. I want to be able to get this house. Um, I need to um, work on my credit. I need to improve my credit score. I need to uh, set up a savings account to put uh, money into for a down payment. I need to, um, you know, start searching and researching where I want to live in schools for my kids and, and things like that. Um, I need to work on my business and how I'm going to bring in more additional income. Um, if you are not self-employed like I am and you work, you know, a regular nine to five job, okay, do I need to start looking at part-time work? How can I work part-time? How can I bring in more revenue? Um, do I need to ask for a raise this year? right? Things like this um, that sort of help you break down the various things that you need to do in order to accomplish those goals. And so I just sit down and I start planning them out. And I don't think about it's impossible or it's never going to happen or what the hell am I thinking? I'm never going to make that happen, right? Don't don't start your year off with, with self-limitations, right? Don't, you know, there's enough people in the world that are going to tell you, what are you crazy? You can't do it. Then you should not be telling yourself that right? It's the same thing I tell my daughter. There's a ton of times where my daughter um, has a lot of negative self-talk where she's like, oh, I'm stupid. And I'm like, you know what? I would never allow anybody else to call you stupid. I sure as hell am not going to let you call yourself stupid, okay? Same thing with, uh, oh, I'm fat. I would never let anybody call you fat. Why would you let you, why? Why would you let yourself call yourself fat? That was probably not the proper (laughs) way to say that, but you get what I'm saying. So, you know, it's just that why would you start your year off telling yourself you can't do something? So don't go into it with these limiting beliefs. Just just lay it out, whatever your goals are, no matter how crazy they may seem. Because you know what? Every idea was crazy until someone did it, right? Everything was crazy. Starting my own business, working from home was crazy until I did it. And yeah, there's been hard times, but there's been awesome times, right? And I would never change it for the world. But it doesn't mean that, you know, if I had listened to people, you know, my ex, my daughter's dad, he was like, so you're going to work from your computer? Like, how's that work? Like, so you're just sitting around doing nothing all day, right? So, wh- which is another good reason why he's an ex. But do you see what I'm saying? Like, it's it's that limiting belief. You know, I had family members who were like, what do you mean you work from home? What do you do? Are you like, you're doing like Avon or Mary Kay or what? what? So it just is like, don't, don't let that, there's enough people out there that are going to tell you you can't, or you shouldn't, or it'll never work. So don't start your year off with that mentality. Start your year off with the mentality of, I can do pretty much anything. I can do anything. Okay. And and I'm not going to let anybody tell me any different. I'm going to work my ass off because this is what's important to me. This is what I want. These are my goals. These are my dreams. And, and yeah, I may have to work extra hard at it. May, it may not come as easy to me as it does other people, but it doesn't mean I can't do it. Okay. So, you know, um, set a goal. If your goal is, is health related, I want to lose weight. 
Okay, so my goal is to lose, I need to lose another probably 50 pounds. So this past year, I didn't take care of myself at all. (laughs) I've done podcasts in the past about losing weight and needing to get healthy and things like that. And I let that go to the wayside and I put it aside and I, I knew I was doing it in order to work on other things. But also I was dealing with, you know, a lot of depression and, and issues and things that were going on. And so it just sort of fell to the side. I didn't even think about it. I didn't attempt it. I didn't try. I stopped going to the gym. I just was like, I don't care. I know I'm going to get fatter. I know I'm going to gain more weight. And I really don't care. And I just accepted that. <laughs> um, but this year, it, um, you know, things are doing better mentally, emotionally. I'm doing better and better than I've been in a long, long, long time. And so now I'm like, okay, um, getting back to the gym. I started uh, the whole keto thing, um, which is confusing to me, but I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm still, it's, it makes me sad a little bit because it's all low carbs. Like you got to cut out a ton of carbs and a ton, like all sugar which was been like a staple of my diet, (laughs) which would probably explain the additional 50 pounds. But um, so there's a whole process that I'm working on and going through. And as I go through, I'll probably do a podcast or a blog post about that. But um, so my goal is to, to lose 50 pounds. Now, I don't expect to lose 50 pounds by February. It'd be nice. But I don't expect that to be the reality. So I take that very large goal and I break it down into I'd like to lose five pounds every month, which is totally doable because then by the end of the year, I will have hit my goal, right? So totally doable, totally workable. And, you know, if I fall off the wagon a little bit here, it's something where it's not going to be a devastating thing where it's like, oh, I only lost three pounds this month instead of five. But okay, so next month, I just need to work better. I need to adjust. I need to go to the gym more than I was or whatever, right? So, you know, those are my goals and that's how I process that. And that's what I work on, you know, and, and so you can set those goals for yourself. But again, don't set yourself up for failure. Make sure that the goals are manageable, that you can break them down into smaller pieces and, and work towards that end goal, as well as, um, you know, don't let anybody tell you you can't or that you're dumb or stupid or it's a dumb idea or, you know, and definitely don't tell yourself that. Okay. Make those crazy audacious goals. Make those little goals. Maybe you don't have big, you know, huge goals that you want to meet. Maybe it's just something small. Maybe you only want to lose the extra five pounds you gained over Christmas. Okay, sweet. You can do that in a month or two, right? So just make those goals for yourself. That's that's the first thing that I do uh, towards to close out the year and then start looking towards a new year. Um, the next thing I do is sort of do a closeout ceremony of my year, right? So I look at 2018, I sit down and I think about everything that's happened, things that um, were amazing, that went really well, the successes that I had, um, the good things, the positive things, all the things that I'm happy about, proud of, the things that were just awesome. You know, like this past year, my boys graduated high school, you know, my son who was, you know, had significantly, like just severe you know, damage to his brain from, you know, when he was shaken as a baby. Um, You know, I have a son who was told I would, I was told he would never leave the hospital. He would probably be in a vegetative state for the rest of his life. And this past year, I watched my son walk in his cap and gown and accept his diploma 
he graduated high school with his twin brother. And it was amazing. It was the best experience ever. And I bawled like ugly tears. It was great. You know, um, so, you know, that happened, you know, and my, you know, my beautiful daughter, you know, made the honor roll a couple times. She's done wonderfully and she's amazing. And, you know, I have managed to, you know, sort of get, you know, myself into a better place emotionally and, and, and mentally, you know, and get really to a solid, positive feeling, you know, and, um, you know, there's just so many things. My business has done really well. There's a lot of really great things that happen in my business, but there are a lot of bad things too. So then, you know, after you're done looking at all the successes and all of the things that went awesome and amazingly well, then you start looking at some of the stuff that, you know, maybe wasn't so hot, wasn't so good, you know? So then you can think about, okay, what am I going to do next year to try and keep this from happening? right? How am I going to make sure that I don't fall back into a depression? Well, I'm going to continue to eat better. I'm going to continue to see my doctor, let them know what's going on, um, take the medications that I've been given, uh, you know, exercise, you know, make sure I eliminate negative influences in my life, then, you know, keep out all the bad people that were just dragging me down, things like that. Um, you know, um, how am I going to help my health? Okay. Looking back. Okay. I gained weight last year instead of lost weight. Okay. So <laughs> I'm going to take steps to ensure that that doesn't happen. Um, you know, maybe you've spent time last year in a relationship that was not healthy for you. Maybe it's time, you know, as a new year comes to take a look at it and go have the bad outweighed the good. And do I think that anything's going to change? Can there be steps taken to make these changes or is this person or relationship just toxic? And if so, maybe it's time to start looking at, you know, getting out of that relationship. Maybe it's time to move on and do something better for yourself and your family and your kids. Um, you know, were you as on top of it as a mom as you want to be? Well, you know, that never happens, right? <laughs> so I never put that in my negative. I always put that in my positive. Anything having to do with being a mom and parenting, I always put in the positive because if at the end of the year, my children are all still alive and they're all still happy and they're all still fed and clothed and clean and we have a place to live and, you know, <laughs> everything's being taken care of. I, I put it, you know, I kept the tiny humans alive. There we go. That's that's my win. I'm taking that. It doesn't matter whether, okay, maybe I yelled more than I wanted to. Maybe I, you know, okay, those are things that you can definitely you know, work on in the new year, if maybe that's something that you want to work on changing. But here's the thing, all of that stuff and how you parent and how you relate to your kids and whether you lost your temper more often than not, and whether you yelled more than you wish you had, or, or, or you were just too tired to play with your kids, or you just didn't want, like all of those things, I really, truly find if you stop and sit and think about and take really, really hard look at all relate to how you're caring for yourself, period. How are you taking care of yourself? Are you depressed? And if you are depressed, if you're not taking care of that, if you're not handling it, you're going to be exhausted. You're going to have a shorter temper. Things are going to frustrate you more easily. You're going to be disinterested in pretty much everything, right? Your appetite is going to suffer whether you eat less or more than you normally do, right? You're not going to be interested in doing things with your kids. You're not going to stay on top of the stuff that you're supposed to stay on top of. So I truly believe that how you care for yourself has a direct correlation with how you are as a parent, as a mom. So if you sit down and you think, God, this past year, I was just 
crazy. I was a crazy, I was the crazy mom, right? Then that means you need to start taking a look at yourself and go, okay, where am I at? Am I happy? If I'm not happy, why am I not happy? What's going on? If I'm not sure why I'm not happy, you know, maybe I need to go talk to my doctor. Maybe um, I need to change my diet. Maybe I need to start exercising so that I can, you know, get those endorphins going or whatever, whatever it may be. And you may not have depression. You may, you may not. You know, unfortunately, depression is very underdiagnosed because people are ashamed or embarrassed to talk about it. But it truly is something that if if you stop and think about it, it you know, my doctor broke it down for me really well. She's like, she goes, you know, being depressed isn't just sitting in the corner crying all the time. It's it's exhaustion and mental fatigue and confusion and lack of attention. And this I'm like, holy crap, I'm like raising my hand every time she mentions one of those, you know, symptoms. I'm like, okay, that's me. And that's me. And that's me. And that's me. <laughs> because, you know, lack of interest in things. It's not sad or, or thinking of doing harm to yourself. I mean, those things are part of depression, but, or they can be rather, but a lot of times people just have, you know, certain levels of depression and they just need a little bit of help, right? So maybe you need to, to, to start focusing on, on yourself, right? So taking that sort of internal stock as well as part of my closeout process. How was I feeling? What did I do? How did I deal with certain situations? Um, you know, do I need to start, you know, paying attention more to what I'm eating? Do I need to pay attention to my mental health? Do I need to pay attention to my emotional health? Um, you know, where am I at on, on this spectrum? And, and if I want things to be better, then I obviously need to change something, right? I can't continue doing the same thing and expect things to just change, right? That's the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. So if you've been sort of hitting a wall in various areas of your life, you need to start taking stock and going, okay, what do I need to change this coming year? Okay. And then make that part of your process. Um, Another part of my process for closing out the year and, and bringing in the new year is um, sort of like a, a I mean, for lack of a better term, it's sort of like a cleansing ceremony. It sounds weird, but um, I sit down and I think about the things that um, are negatively impacting me. And I know that they're negatively impacting me, whether it's people, whether it's self-talk, the things that I tell myself, right? So if you sit there and you tell yourself, you're a failure, I'm a failure, I'm a failure, I'm, I'm a failure, I'm a terrible parent. Um, I write those things down. I write them down and then I put them into uh, either my fireplace, if you have one, or a fire pit or a, a bowl that won't, burn, but I burn it. Okay. I, I burn it now. Be careful. Obviously, I don't want you setting your homes on fire. Be careful. <laughs> do it somewhere safe. Don't necessarily do it with your kids around unless they're older. Um, but, um, and I, and I burn it in the fireplace. And instead of thinking of that and in, in that negative, whatever that negative self-talk is, whatever that negative thing is, I flip it. I readjust it in my brain, okay? I am not ugly. I'm beautiful. I am beautiful. I am beautiful. Or I am not a failure. I am successful. I am successful. I am successful. I am successful. And it is 
Um, and then it just, you have to sort of get into that habit of, of reframing how you talk to yourself and how you look at yourself and your situation, right? Because if, again, it goes back to, if you allow people to talk to you that way, you feel bad, right? If you, if you are living with someone and they're constantly telling you you're nothing, you're nothing, you're nothing, you're nothing, well, then you're going to feel like you're nothing, right? Little kids, that's how they develop self-esteem issues. That's how we all develop self-esteem issues. If you've got somebody who's verbally abusive, they keep telling you you're crap. After a while, you sort of start believing it, right? Well, imagine now if you're the one telling yourself that all the time. If you're the one telling yourself that all the time, of course you're going to think that. Of course you're going to believe that. So you've got to reframe it. If you want to feel better, if you want to do better, if you want to be better, you have to reframe how you think. If you're beating yourself up all the time, of course you're going to be beaten, right? There's just no way around that. If you beat yourself down constantly, you're going to stay beaten. End of story. So you've got to flip it. You got to flip it in your head and make it so that it becomes second nature. You got to keep doing it. And months and months and months, and it may take a while, but you've got to reframe it. You've got to reframe it in your head. So that's part of my process too. And I let go of things that, not just negative self-talk or anything like that, not just that, but I start thinking about anybody who negatively impacted my life in the year. Who uh, were there people who were emotional vampires who just sucked the life out of me, right? Were there people who took every last little bit of good feeling I had and squashed it. And if there are, I eliminate those people from my life or I minimize how much they are in my life, right? There may be family members. You may have family members. Now, I am blessed to have, um, for the most part, the majority of my family are amazing, awesome people. I've got some relatives and I'm just like, eh, I'd rather stay away from you because you kind of are a jerk. <laughs> but, um... Other than that, the majority of my family members are wonderful people, okay? But not everybody is blessed like that. Some people have moms who are very critical, who are very mean, right? And they make them feel like dirt, you, you know? And maybe this is the time to be like, okay, mom, I love you. You're my mom, but I'm not going to be coming over here every day to see you anymore. I may come by every couple of weeks, Right? Because you're still my mom and I love you and I want to check on you. But you make me feel like crap. You don't necessarily have to tell her that. But, <laughs> you know, just be like, you know, and just start limiting how much you are around those people. If there are people who are negative influences in your life, who are bringing out bad habits, right? If you found that you spent the majority of your year um, intoxicated, because you hang out with a lot of friends who are big drinkers. Hmm, if that's something you want to change in the next year, maybe you should stop hanging out with all the friends who are big drinkers, right? Or if you spend too much money every time you go out with your friend, you know, um, talk to your friend and be like, hey, I can't keep doing this. Um, I definitely want to still hang out with you, but I can't keep going shopping or I can't keep going out every day or for lunch or I can't keep doing this. Um, cause it costs me too much money. Um, so maybe we can change it to once a month we meet, right? Um, or whatever. So again, anything that negatively impacted you, any person that negatively impacted you, start examining that and just go, okay, I'm going to release this. 
I'm going to release this negative thought. I'm going to release this negative talk. I'm going to release this negative person because they are not serving me to help me move towards my goals, right? Um, and I just release them. I, you know, and again, you don't necessarily have to burn them. I do. It's just sort of my little woo-woo you know, I'm a little more on the woo-woo side than some people, um, but that's part of my process, and I, I burn it. Now, you can throw it in the shredder, you can um, tear it up into little pieces, you can, you know, do whatever, um, or you don't have to do it at all. But I absolutely recommend sitting down and thinking about this process of what thoughts negatively impacted me, and switch them, flip them around, because if you're talking bad about yourself, you're never going to feel good about yourself, Okay. Um, and then again, with the negative people, if you have negative influences, you need to walk away from anybody who does not serve or help or lift you up. Okay. You are who you hang with. If you've ever heard that phrase, right? You are who you hang with. So if you're hanging around with losers who are drunk all the time, yeah, look at that. You may be a loser who's drunk all the time. Um, if you're hanging out with people who are bad influences on you, right? If you are hanging around people who are negative, then you're going to feel negative, right? That's that's just how it is. So uh, that's part of my process too. And then I stop and think about, after I do that part, then I start thinking about who are the people who are positive in my life? Who are the people who are good for me? Who are the people who have helped lift me up? And those are the people I make a commitment to spend more time with, to talk to more often, Right? to to make a, cons- a like a conscious effort to have them be a play a bigger role in my life. Now they're not going to, you know, I'm not looking to stalk my friends or family members or, or role models, but find the people who lift you up. Right? A rising tide lifts all boats. So you need to be around the people who are going to bring you up, not push you down. If you want your year to be better and things to get better and goals to be met and life to be improved, you've got to be around good people who are positive for you, who help bring you up. It just simply is. Okay. Um, so I always think about that too. And then the last thing I do for the year, and this is goes back again to the woo woo side. Um, I burn sage all around my house. It's called smudging. I have a whole process and a whole ritual where I take sage and I burn it and I go all around my house and I use, um, I think it's white sage. I just like it a little bit better, but I think it's white sage. Anyway, I bought it. I buy several of them every year when I go to the Renaissance Festival from the same place because I just love it. Um, And I burn that and I smudge around my house and I release the negative energy from my home. Again, very woo-woo, but I like it. And I personally feel like it's just, and it's, it's a mental thing too, but I feel like it just sort of helps cleanse my house and cleanse my body and cleanse my mind and just sort of clears out all the bad juju, any bad juju that's left around my house. And again, this past year, I feel like I was just, it was everywhere. It didn't matter where I went. It was just, I couldn't help it. Um, so I definitely am planning on doing a huge cleansing and, and just saging the heck out of my house so that I can get that sort of cleanse. Um, 
And uh, so that's the final thing that I do personally. Um, if you have never done it, if you're interested in it um, on the blog, I will put a link on, on the process and, and what it is and how it works and the beliefs around it, uh, as well as where you can find a smudging kit if you're interested. Uh, but it, it's I personally like it. It's definitely a, a, a spiritual thing that I do every year to close out my year and ring in the new year nice and fresh and clean, like a nice clean slate. So um, that is how I close out my year and how I plan on welcoming in 2019. So I hope that you found this informative and it, it gave you some great insight and information and ideas uh, to maybe bring in your new year in a, in a new way. And uh, if you have your own rituals um, or, or processes or ways that you um, greet the new year and close out the old, I'd love to hear it. Go to the Single Mom blog and leave me a comment. Uh, I would definitely love to hear from you. Uh, but uh, yeah, I welcome the new year with arms wide open. And here's hoping that it is better than the last. And I wish you all a very, very merry new year. Happy new year. <laughs> merry new year. Um, if you... <laughs> Sorry, if you've ever seen <laughs> it's Eddie Murphy. Anyway, sorry, couldn't help it. Um, <laughs> it's a movie called Trading Places. If you ever get a chance to watch it, it's an old 80s movie. It's funny. I like it. But um, so I hope that you have a wonderful new year and that 2019 brings you nothing but joy and prosperity and just just wonderful, wonderful things to come. OK, so take care and uh, we'll talk to you next year. Thanks for joining me today for the Single Mom Success Podcast. I hope that you enjoyed it and that you found it inspirational in some way. Don't forget to visit thesinglemomblog.com for more of our podcasts, articles, downloads, and free giveaways. I hope that you have a fantastic day and never forget that you are amazing. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.